This hour of 9 to noon is sponsored by Mako New Berlin. This is 9 to Noon with John Coon. You know, I hope they don't have to go to John Coon either at quarterback, but I'd sure like to see what he's capable of doing. Bill Schmidt. I think it's going to be extremely fun. And Armin Sarja. Oh, man, I, don't, I hope I can live up to the hype. Nooners, hit the guys up on the Pella WI Talk and Text Line at 414-799-1973. Unbelievably fantastic, man. I love to listen to your show. 9 to Noon is brought to you by Palermo's. When you want pizza. Pizza you want Palermo's made right here in Wisconsin for over 55 years. Palermo's, Wisconsin's hometown pizza. Welcome to 9 to Noon. It's a championship football Friday. What's happening? It's 9 to Noon. Billy Schmidt, Armin Sarian right here, and John Kuhn hanging out with you. And you are hanging out with us on the PelloWI.com talking text line 414-799-1973. And John Kuhn hangs out on the Packers sidelines for Packers broadcast that you hear right here on 97.3 The Game. We'll be doing another one live from Lambeau this weekend. And this is this is no BS when my man John Kuhn is over on the sideline. John, sideline reporters were taking a beating yesterday. Or just maybe one and then everybody said, come on, get after her. This is a, that's not how we do this. We'll get into there all was, our fun stuff for the rest of the day. But there was some, oh my there gosh. was some blood in the water yesterday as it came to the brethren of <laughs> sideline reporters. And and my favorite was that theories as everybody cannibalism, Armin. It was cannibalism. Yeah, well, it you, was. You see a bunch of piranhas in the water. They don't really attack each other that often, right? You know, rarely they do. But you know, that's every now and then. Whew. I love as we uh, and we'll go through all our normal normal stuff on a Friday. We got a dive bar review, which uh, is in honor of Carissa Thompson. We have you some you better you bet. We got our picks. Match Nyman is here as well. Uh, updates from Madison throughout the day as well. If you're going to the state title game, by the way, fire uh, near Engineering Hall. So don't go in the north end of Camp Randall. Yeah, Big. Uh, fire department presence. So if you're trying to head down to Camp Randall and you're listening to us on 1070, make a different route because uh, you're going to need to, and there's some people coming from the Milwaukee area uh, as well. But so yesterday, the the biggest story in sports, not necessarily both quarterbacks somewhat injured last night on Thursday night football, not Mark Andrews most likely having his season be over, but what we're talking about on the sidelines and who is doing it. All right, let's let's give you the context because John Kuhn can add – some context to this conflict i guess conspiracy whatever you want to call it controversy controversy would probably be the better way to put it that no one else on our station can carissa thompson yesterday on pardon my take it was released that uh she would fabricate she said i would make up some of the reports this is how it sounded on pmt and I've said this before, so I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late, and I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop uh, hurting ourselves. We need to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball Pressure over. The quarterback. We need, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and and do a better job of getting off the field. Like they're not going to correct me on that. Right. I'm like, it's fine. I'll it just make up the report. It would be very funny if you were like, yeah. So I just That's it. so yeah. that is her state uh, statement that was just getting absolutely uh, your word cannibalized yesterday. John is a great way of putting it, and uh, I loved your tweet. As everybody was taking arrows and shooting them straight towards the Amazon 
Thursday Night Football TV host, said the ironic part of Carissa Thompson deal is it was her being honest in an interview that got her in this mess in the first place. Yeah, like, damn, now we're going to believe her? She told us that she lied, <laughs> Good point. but we're going to take her for her word that she lied? This is some sort of game that used to play back in the day, like truth or, or lies. Two truths or, and a lie? Yeah. yeah. Like, which one is she really telling the truth about, and which one is she lying about? If she, if she, and if we actually do believe her that she lied on interviews from the sideline, you mean to tell me? We're going to believe her when she does an interview with PMT? Like, what are we talking about here? Like, are we truly believing this? Not believing this? But it, here's the deal, and I, I understand there are a few people out there, and I even heard it during a break. What do we care about the sideline reporters for? We only listen to them when there's an injury. But you know, that, I, I feel like until you uh, try it, don't knock it, because there's a lot of work that goes into being a sideline reporter. Productions in general, Armin, you talk about when you do a game, yeah. you sit in a dark room all by yourself with a pee bucket for five hours because you can't leave. Nope. you got to be ready at a moment's notice to do anything. Sideline reporters are gathering so much information from a sideline, and a lot of times they're not reporting it for themselves. They're reporting it to make the people in the booth look better. And then for people to take shots at them and say they're not worth it, I mean, that's just, that's not what we do as good people, as Nooners. That's not what we do, Nooners. We, we're, we're better than that. But um, as it pertains to it, it's a very difficult job. I mean, you get a conversation with a coach who's talking a mile a minute faster than Armin after a Marquette, you know, last second victory. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to remember what he says and write down just a few things that can trigger your memory. And then you get back in and I... I'll tell you this, if she just flat out didn't get interviews and said she was given interviews, I'm astonished by that. I'm astonished because I've I've given halftime reports of what Matt LaFleur has said to me. Now, my pregame reports of players or coaches that I talk to before the game or little snippets during the game, I have those well positioned that I have I have listened to that multiple times or I had that written down really good. I took the time to really curate that. But the halftime reports are you get 30 to 60 seconds to talk to him. Mm -hmm. He talks for 80% of it. And you got to remember as much as you can and write down a few key words. And there's been a few times that after I give the report, I was like, is that exactly how he said that? Right. Man, I hope it was. I hope it was because I personally want to be exactly factual. When you're paraphrasing, that's one thing. But when you're actually giving a he said this, mm -hmm. I want to give exactly what he told me. So... Man, I can't imagine having just the courage to go out there and how the hell with it. I'm just going to say what I think he should say. Yeah, I'm just going to read off the script. It should be that's, fine, right? That's that tough is, about it. And the fact she never got called out on it. That's amazing I think to what? me. Do you guys remember just a week or two ago, Troy Aikman got called out by Quinn and Williams because Quinn and Williams said, I never, I never told, I told him that. that. I never said that to Troy Aikman. But really, it was just kind of a slip of the tongue, Trey. We was talking about what coaches said about Quinn Williams and how he's supposed to play and what, what he's trying to do out there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm amazed by that because everybody listens to everything. Everybody sees everything. Under a different and, microscope now than even before. That's the thing. People are pulling oh, yeah. up her reports from 08, right? this and that. Oh, I can already see Taylor, my producer from the Packers. He's going to come up to me before the game, and he's going to say, John, make sure that whatever you report is actually what people say. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, okay. 
Thank you for that. I appreciate Thanks, the Carissa up, Thompson. Boss. Thanks, Carissa Thompson, for making all sideline reporters sit down in an HR production meeting before we actually go back on the field this week. And thank I, you for that. I think that's why you saw the reaction you did from so many sideline reporters, sports media professionals. And I'll be honest with you, I think they seem to have had more of a problem than maybe some fans did because they they realize that it, that type of thing makes their themselves and their profession and what their role is it diminishes it. It makes it, it look does worse. diminish it a little and bit. I get that part. Yep. Which it's it's one of those things where if you're just a fan, you're saying, well, what's the big deal? It's just a third down. Got to get better on third down. These are vapid snippets anyway. It's I understand why it's easy to say that, but when you're in that position, I'm glad you talked about being in that position, John. It's hard to understand how it makes you feel because if, if they're invalidating a position you're in like that, and it's gonna, you're part of that position, that part of that role, part of that job. It's gonna trickle down on you, and it, and it devalues what you do. And no one likes that feeling when they know they work hard, when people don't see them work hard they, to do the best they can. That 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 is what's tough about that one. And and for the record, you can't hold like a recording device because you're holding a microphone. You yeah. have headphones on with a producer talking in your ear while you're listening. The Believe it or not, it's actually loud in stadiums. So even if you have Crazy a recording idea, device, yeah. it's super loud in the stadium. Matt LaFleur walks down a hallway with a boom box right behind him. So the music's blasting. You walk out into the stadium. The, the fans are screaming. I mean, there's so much chaotic stuff going on around you. Players are running past you. Balls are getting kicked in the air. Punts are landing and field goals are landing right beside you, like you know, you know, missiles, you know, right. and, and it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, and it is a it is a difficult job to do, and you know, you, you can't completely make something up. So Carissa Thompson's going to catch some flack for this, and it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing pans out. But you know, I was surprised to see it because the brethren of sideline reporters are, and we. And we share information on the sideline because you have to. Well, you've talked about that, where, like, you've had conversations with Aaron during games, Aaron Andrews, sorry, uh, or different sideline reporters. If, you know, say Carissa can't go and interview one of the coaches, she can go over and talk to somebody that was, you know, just talking to him or something, or or give me a little something. What did you see? Was this something that you were seeing as well? And just kind of validating what you had. The the phrase make it up is the one that drives the headlines. And understandably so right i just i don't believe the outrage from media was all against her as much as it was no see i do it much better to clear their own i do it different to clear their own name i just i understand why it's very very frustrating for people that do the job but for people that thought that she was gonna get fired last night like i don't don't see that from amazon that doesn't make any sense to me and listen i just i i I'm not going to do it. Everybody knows you don't make something up. Yeah. Why would you go out there? You going out. What I thought was from, from the majority of people going out there and saying this is, you know, take, taking a stand against this and really saying something about it, told me that, that either A, they felt like people were now going to discredit them and they weren't comfortable in the fact that they know they tell the truth. They don't care what other people think. See, but maybe I'm built a little bit different in that aspect, and I had people judging the way that I played football for 13 years. So I, I, I don't care about judgment. You mm-hmm. want to judge me? There's a couple people that judge me in this world: my wife, my mom, and God, and that's about it. Everybody else, okay, you, you fall in line after those those big yep. three. And the people that I saw coming out last night, they're, they're worried about judgment. They're worried about how they're going to be taken. They're worried about that type of stuff instead of really being worried about what what they can control going forward, which is 
making their hits the best. And I'll be honest, and I told you, that brethren on the sideline, it's a close, close brethren, whether it's Lisa Salters, whether it's uh, my, my good friend Pam Oliver going back to my playing days, Aaron Andrews, any of them, any of them. Um, Susie Kohlberg, when, when she used to do this stuff, all, oh, all the of goat. them. We share, we, like, we share stuff on the sidelines. We have to. We have to work together in order to, to bring out the best of our stuff, and sometimes we share trade secrets. They'll tell me stuff that comes from TV production meetings. From their production meetings, in, yeah. That we don't get in radio, and I share stuff with them that they might not know, like who I think is going to have a breakout performance in the game and who they should maybe spend an extra camera on from time to time. Like, they, that, those things go around. Now, and that's where, like, it is, if she would have just changed the wording of it to say, I didn't get a chance to talk to Matt LaFleur, but this week in our production meeting, he said we really got to be able to get the, get off the field on third down. Their primary focus for the week was making sure that they keep this offense off the field. Like, that part, you can make it, you can weave it around and even say I didn't get a chance to talk to the coach because these NFL halftimes, and maybe this is only because, John, I'm doing Badger broadcasts and Packers broadcasts that I see the vast difference in the two. There's like double the time in college halftimes where you could actually go and make sure that you talk to each side. In the 12 minutes that they have for the NFL's halftime, I'm amazed that you guys can even drink a glass of water and still get any information because it's so quick. It's and these fast. dudes are trotting back out with a minute and 45 seconds left minutes. on the clock. Yep. When you're a really good team, there's a couple designated reporters to each game. When, when, when you're playing in the C block like we have been this year, there's two reporters, right? There's... There's me calling radio, and there's the, the national reporter calling it on television, and that's it. You don't see anybody else down there. When you're, call, when, when you're calling the big-time game, like NFC Championship games, there'll yep. be five reporters there ready to rip stuff off of each other because Matt LaFleur is talking and, you know, Bengals broadcast, you know, well, not Bengals, but 49ers broadcast wants it, Packers broadcast wants it, Fox wants it, like, they're, you know, ESPN wants it, radio. There, there'll be a five-person mosh pit around the coach at the time well and i like this one from pat in red wing because he says uh she does a podcast with aaron andrews one of the ogs of modern sideline reporters if she knew about this which she did i mean they've talked about it i think on their podcast multiple times and apparently they're like best friends so i doubt that she doesn't know the information if she doesn't care then it's a big nothing burger i don't think she cares it's the fact that everybody around watching and consuming the yes. product will care yes as to why i think more of them do care because Listen, that's the you, thought of diminishing it. If you don't trust what you see on television or radio based off of this one thing. That's the problem. Though. This one thing. But some people, John. Carissa they, Thompson. That trust after everything else that goes around and comes around yeah, and everything else, you're telling me Carissa Thompson says this one thing. And then, again, I repeat, she said that she fabricated how do you know she's not fabricating now? So she, might be, like, she might be embellishing for this story. It's like you're sorry. at Zabe said it this morning. You're at the cool table with lunch, and you're trying to make everyone laugh, and you're trying to embellish a story. You're, you're right. That's possible, too. But the problem is there's a lot of people doing jobs like this that people already have a distrust of media for whatever reason, and they're trying to establish a trust, hold on, with the audience. And once that gets put into question, it puts into question everybody else is doing. 
And, you know, we're getting 10 more texts. I will care, this and that. You guys, don't matter anyway. And that fires people up that know we they got, work I hard. Mean, I and got they know they do people, a good job, though. I got and, multiple people on, on the talk and text line right now. And they're saying, what's, what, what's a sideline reporter anyway? But, what do they even do? <laughs> it's not a hard so, job with that, capital letters. All right. Well, that, that, bothers, that bothers me, too. I just, I don't know. Well, then let's take a break so we can talk more about it. No, it's cool. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do is, it. Is that okay? It's okay with me. Yeah. All right, sweet, because we got some more thoughts on this. And... Uh, it is like taking a quote out of the onion and being thinking that it's coming from CNN. It is barstool sports. Just amazing the amount of people that say that they don't. <laughs> I mean, care, like I, I'm sorry, really do. I love those guys. It's one of my favorite listens of the week. Is is listening to part of my take. We're really gonna act like this is Fox News or MSNBC. That's Talk a more good about, point. Too. Yeah, be careful which one you throw. Out I'm glad you, <laughs> I had to put both. No, but I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Billy. But we'll get to it after the break. But that's don't let me forget the good point too. I'm glad you mentioned. Okay, that. I won't let you forget that Thank good you. point, Armin. We will. Armin, not. don't forget the good point. Don't Thank forget you. that good point. I got my post-it notes right here. I'm good. It write down. it down, and then also write down that Match Diamond's going to be here in 20 minutes for a green and gold happy place. We're going to ask him about it because he asks and asks questions of players and coaches and feel. Uh, listen, he also went to Syracuse University. So they created journalism. So he'll have his take on this coming up uh, at 10 o'clock as well. Our picks for You Better You Bet at 11. It's 9 and noon, off and running. John Kuhn off the sidelines, always telling the truth. Billy and Armin back in the Megaplex. It's 9 and noon on the game. For only see associate for details. 97.3 The Game. What are you telling yourself after you just missed the first one? I have it written out here. Just like practice. <laughs> I thought just like practice. Just do it like practice because we practiced hard uh, last week. I practiced my kicks. And I, I really thought I'm going to miss this one. But <laughs> I made it. I made it. So. That's, the best. That's that is, the best part. He's so honest. It's amazing, but dude. I was going to miss. Lorenz Platner, the kicker for Stratford High School, uh, the report from Carly Murata yesterday at the D6 championship game, just like practice, baby. Just like foreign exchange student coming on in, making the game winner for a state title game. Now that that kid is going to have the best month and a half <laughs> of his life before he goes home. See, now, wait a minute. Now, that was a great report by Carly. Oh, it was. That it was, was a great report. It was valuable. It gave us insight. It told a story. You're going to sit there and tell me it was a, it was a worthless, like, her job is worthless? No. Carly's awesome. She did an awesome job, and she she brought us this story of this kid. That's going to be an absolutely wonderful thing for us to remember now and think about when we think about this year's state title games. So I it fires know, me up when people say I want to know when old Spence walks into the high school on Monday how many phone numbers are slipped into his locker oh, all of a sudden. He opens, for him. he opens that locker. On Monday, and all of a sudden, pfft, here comes yeah. all these phone numbers, all these digits. Do you imagine how many Snapchats my man just got? Yeah. I mean, his, the ads are off the charts. His DMs are bouncing around. Up there in Stratford. Plus, plus he's, man, he's, he's got the foreign exchange student accent and everything. I mean, he's going to play real well for his senior year. And, he, and, he only, and he's only here for a couple more months. Like, that, that's <laughs> one of the best parts about being the foreign exchange student. Oh, he's going to cash in. Good for him. Good for Stratford. What a way to win a state championship. Dude, Great it was a wild game. And, and, and am I wrong? I kind of read on this a little bit. Am I wrong? Was that his only kick he made all year? All year. Yes. Now, he did make extra points. <laughs> only I, field I know. goal all yeah, year. But no field goal. I know. But yep. I was, that is... 
You can't write a better script you can. than that. Not only did he not make a field goal the entire season long to get to the state championship game, he already missed one. He had it in blocked like five game. minutes before. And I mean, pulverized, John. Full high five of the pigskin. And there he's, oh, sweet. Then they fumble. Uh, Darlington fumbled again. it. Yeah, yeah, fumbled it, trying to run out the clock and get to overtime. And he gets a chance just, a couple minutes later. Just like practice is what he had written with a magic marker on his arm which is fantastic that he took the time to write that down it goes to show the power of mental imaging right there yes visualize practice and then he goes out there and uh and kicks the game winner and i i love I thought I was going to miss it, I thought I was gonna but miss I it, made man. it. Let's win. Let's party. I mean, does it get any better? No, it doesn't get any better than that. Fantastic stuff down there. The innocence of it was just a beautiful moment, and that is that is difficult because, Armin, you were fired up about it right out of the gates. It is true. Carly Murata is one of uh, the state's favorites, and especially Marquette uh, graduates' favorites. Yep, yep. Uh, Mark so was her dad, yeah. Mark, her dad, her sister, sister Chloe. Chloe just had 1,000 points in her basketball career. At Marquette. And Cam was a walk-on. Cam Murata, her brother. Oh, okay. Cam was a walk-on on Marquette's team a couple years ago, yeah. But Carly does a fantastic job covering sports out in Madison with uh, working now on the play-by-play for Badger women's basketball, the sideline stuff. But this one here just went completely viral through it. And on the same day that we're talking about a controversy, 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 whatever you want to call it with Carissa Thompson, uh, that is a spotlight as to young women trying to fight and get into the sideline reporting gig. And we were talking about a little bit during the break, guys. It is difficult as well. Like Laura Oakman has been on TV for 30 years. You mentioned Pam Oliver. I don't know NFL games, John, my lifetime without Pam Oliver doing them. Right, like, and that's a difficult beast when you're in that, in that position, which we're reading many here on the talking text line only care about what's under the jacket, and not what's coming out of uh, the woman's mouth on the sideline, which is frustrating in and of itself. But like, you're sitting here and trying to break into a sports media realm, and I think that's where so many continue the frustrations. Even though then we get more guys here that say, really, all I care about is, well, I can't say that word, can't say that. It just still says, call me Stone Age and yeah, sexist, but sex still sells. Well, I, hey, listen, very beautiful women walking the sidelines of these games. And, it, it, hey, that's I'm it's, not ashamed to say that. It's reality. But, yes. but this is the fact. And, and I, I will challenge any nooner to talk ball with these women walking the sidelines because they know more than you. Yes. I'm sorry to tell you, but they will chop it up with me and be able to follow every word. They know more ball than you. Whether you believe me or don't believe me, it's a fact. They can chop it up and they can talk ball with the best of them. It, John, because a lot of them work harder than a lot of the guys sometimes do. They, like, they I don't like to, I don't like to they say grind. the quiet they part grind. out loud, but I mean there, there's grind. certain guys that they grind way harder. I think that's not harder than me. Not harder than me, but they grind. Right. Not harder than any of us. You kidding me? No, not this station. Yeah, not right, this radio right. program. <laughs> but I think that's why you saw so many of them fired up and defending themselves and defending their medium and defending their job so much yesterday on social media. Because they know they do that and they know to most of the world they're j- they're looked at maybe some by too many as an empty, you know, v- just vapid space that just there just because and that's not the case. 
That's not the case. They're 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 smart, hardworking media professionals, not just someone with a you know a microphone that doesn't know anything that just put there because so and so thinks they look good. It's not the case. So they're so fired up about that because when these things happen, it it further diminishes and further exacerbates that stereotype that they that they don't know what they're talking the, about. The, but the that's o- wrong. They do they do do a great job. The only thing I, I kind of hope about this is this is a twenty four to forty eight hour news cycle and it doesn't roll into the sideline hits over the weekend, right? She she got chewed up. She got chewed up by the fraternity of sideline reporters. She took her uh, she took her shame. She took her penance, if, even if she feels it or not. And now I just hope all sideline reporters go into this weekend and they just they hammer away those sideline reports the best way they know how and not try and throw in some sort of little innuendo that yes. infers one way or the other I where they it. stand on this. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Because yeah. nobody, no, at that point in time, really nobody deserves to hear any of that. No, no. Although I will say last night when I tuned in for Amazon Prime's postgame show, I was kind of hoping Cl- Carissa Thompson would just, like, double down. So, I didn't actually talk to any of these coaches, but this is what they now wanted her, to say. Yeah, her her bringing it up could be fascinating. Her good, continuing oh, the conversation could be really good. They're going to do numbers on this next podcast that they have whenever they got to talk about it, because I imagine Aaron Andrews ain't talking about it until then. Uh, let's get one more in here on the talking text line. Bob in Minneapolis. From my perspective, she learned how to lie from CNN. Here we go. I strongly believe it's her producers who encouraged her to lie. If networks with an agenda are going to lie about an important issue, why wouldn't you believe that these same networks would encourage a sideline reporter to lie, especially if it feeds a story or feeds an agenda? I don't think she's. I know that there's an agenda, agenda. to feed by saying we got to get off the I'm field th- on third, third down. There's no agenda there. Jeez. No. What it is is yes, there is a pressure for her to be able to have content or deliver something to a broadcast. There's no doubt about that. I'm sure there's pressure put on her all the time to make sure she has something. Right, John? You can attest to that. You have to be ready when you're called upon with something. Well, Right, no, no and you never actually know when you're going to get nope. called upon, which is got to be the, the toughest thing, thing for you. Or <laughs> sometimes you're down there mid conversation, and you start hearing in your headphones a setup for you that's going to come on in five seconds, and you got to think, all right, what is the context of this conversation, and where are my notes on this, and how am I going to pull this out of my wazoo yeah. in twelve seconds? Because that's all you're going to get. Well, don't worry, Matt and Columbus thinks your job is not hard, John, because you you can put a voice memo on your phone and have a note. That's what he. Yeah, that's what he hey. thinks about it. It's okay. It's okay. Nooners are nooners are in, in really good form this morning. I will say, especially the Big O in Green Bay. Nobody cares about what's under Coon's jacket when he's on the sidelines. Hey, I got Wayne a face does. and a body for radio, baby. That's what I know. Wait a I know I don't I put on some joggers and we'll judge <laughs> Wait a minute, you tell me nobody does. But I know I have. Oh, I have time. Am I, should I start taking some of those uh, bites of the apple pictures? Selfies oh, that would be and posting awesome. them all over yes. social media. And get some thirst traps out here, Coon. What are we doing? Oh, wait. I don't know about yoga pants. I don't know if they make a size that big for me. John, it's great to see you uh, do jump around down there on the sidelines. Love it. I do the best that I can, Wayne, but as you noticed earlier, I got a little bit out of breath. (laughs) Wayne cares what some guys are wearing, right? Larry's doing this game in shirtless. And you know what? You still have the abs, Rock. All right, Wayne. Oh, there we go. No, I say that for a reason. Oh, man. Armin's been waiting on that one for a season and a half. I'm proud of you. It's not cold. No. Wayne, come on. Man up. Get rid of that top stuff. Okay. You know, I'm not sure I'm going to strip down to my watch, but. (laughs) Now that's the camera we need.
And they are hilarious. I'm sorry. They are the best show going on air. Obviously, obviously they know great broadcasting the games, but they're also funny. Oh, man. Somebody that's going to absolutely have a take on this, uh, if he can dial one in from his uh, AI producer, Match Nyman will be here coming up next from The Athletic and The Match Nyman Show. We'll ask him about his journalistic integrity. Also about what teams have to and don't have to report because... Joe Burrow exiting last night is also drawing some headlines, and we'll talk about it with our reporter coming up. Match Nyman of The Athletic also breaks down Packers and Chargers. That's the headliner, and this is 9 to Noon. Hour 2 is next. Everybody talks.